Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to Movies and Stuff for July 10th, 2017. I'm your host, Robert Yates. Thank you so much for being here and being a part of the show. Uh, very excited. I got a lot of news for you today. Um, a lot more than I had last week, certainly. July 4th being in the middle of the week really threw off the news. Uh, I'm glad we got back to our uh, regular scheduled programming. There's some interesting news stories that I want to talk about today. Also, like we do every Monday, we have the weekend box office wrap-up. Uh, I will talk about the movies that made the most money over the weekend and see if my predictions on the Friday Five were correct. So we have an interesting show ahead for us. Uh, as always, if you want to be a part of the show, use the Anchor app to call into the show, leave your questions, your comments, whatever you want to talk about movie-related. Uh, you can use the Anchor app's call-in feature to call into the show and be a part of it that way. Also, you can email me at my email address, themoviesandstuff at gmail.com, themoviesandstuff at gmail.com. I check it before every episode to see what you guys or if you guys have sent me anything or if there's any interesting uh, tips out there. So if you don't want to call into the show, don't want your voice on the show, literally feel free to email me uh, and I will incorporate that into the next available episode. All right, that's it for the introduction. Let's jump into the movie news. Our first news story, Daniel Craig is back as James Bond. According to the Daily Mirror, Bond producer Barbara Broccoli, yes, that's her actual last name, Barbara Broccoli, has finally secured the actor to come on board and play 007 for the fifth time. Quote, it's taken time, but Daniel has come around, and the strong consensus in the Bond offices is that Mr. Craig is 007 again, a source told the Daily Mirror. Craig famously said while doing press for the last Bond movie, Spectre, that he'd rather, quote, slip my wrists, end quote, than play Bond again. But time and a lot of money can heal wounds. Last September, it was reported that Craig had been offered 150 million pounds to continue playing 007 for two more films. And later that month, Callum McDougall, an executive producer on the last four Bond movies, told the BBC that Craig is still there first choice for the role. The Daily Mirror also reports that Broccoli is determined to get Adele to return to sing the upcoming movie's title track. Her song for the opening of 2012's Skyfall earned her an Oscar for original song. The movie was one of the franchise's most profitable titles, earning over $1 billion worldwide at the box office. The 25th movie in the James Bond franchise currently has no release date. MGM declined to comment to Business Insider about Craig and Adele's involvement in the project. Alright, so what does all that mean? Um, it means that Daniel Craig is probably back as James Bond. Uh, on one of the first uh, episodes of the show a couple weeks ago, we talked about whether or not he was back. There were some rumors about that. Uh, that was in the episode where we talked about the Bond franchise kind of trying to start their own cinematic universe. Um, I think that's a bad idea. I said at the time that either they need to bring Daniel Craig back and keep building on what they've been doing with his Bond, or they needed to go in a new direction. Uh, it sounds like they want to bring Daniel Craig back for at least one more Bond movie. Uh, and I don't know that you necessarily need to do that, but I can also see the benefit of doing that. He, he helped reinvent the character in modern times. Um, probably the most successful James Bond as far as critical reception and box office numbers are concerned. Um, and I personally think he's one of the best Bonds, so bringing him back is a smart move. Um, 
at some point, though, they're going to need to go in a different direction. So whether this is his last movie or whether he's got one more movie, um, they're going to need to start figuring out, okay, who is the next Bond? How do we, how do we go in a new direction with James Bond? Uh, that being said, I'm excited to see Daniel Craig again. I think he's a fantastic James Bond. I think most of his movies have been uh, pretty good. They've been pretty good movies, so it's a smart move on their part. Uh, bringing back Adele is also a smart move. Adele has arguably the most successful Bond song in history. I know there's a couple classic ones that uh, die-hard James Bond um, people would consider better than Skyfall, but Skyfall, as far as popularity, is probably the most popular Bond song um, certainly in the last couple of decades. So bringing Adele back for another Bond song also makes a lot of sense. Um, all these moves are not surprising. Uh, I just wonder how long they can keep doing kind of what's already been working. We've had four uh, Daniel Craig Bond movies. At some point, you've got to move on. Speaking of James Bond, our second news story, Christopher Nolan would consider directing a Bond movie. Speaking with Playboy, to promote his new movie Dunkirk, Nolan talked about how even though he would love to direct the British spy in a new film, taking the job would mean the series needed to go in a new direction, something he doesn't think is necessary right now. Quote, a Bond movie, definitely. I've spoken to the producers Barbara Broccoli and Michael G. Wilson over the years. I deeply love the character, and I'm always excited to see what they do with it. Maybe one day that would work out. You'd have to be needed, if you know what I mean. It has to need, uh, it has to need reinvention. It has to need you. And they're getting along very well. End quote. Uh, interesting comment. Uh, I think this might be the most that Christopher Nolan has talked about uh, doing a James Bond movie. There's been rumors swirling for years, especially once he started doing Batman with all Batman's gadgets, uh, especially around the when he made Inception. Uh, that had some sequences in that movie that felt very Bond-esque. So there's been rumors going around for a while. This is the most uh, straightforward I've heard Christopher Nolan respond to whether he'd do a Bond movie. Uh, and I think his reasoning there is actually very intelligent and smart. He's saying, look, what they're doing right now is working for the character. It's making money. Um, Daniel Craig is obviously working. He said, he's not needed, right? Um, I, and I think that's an interesting way to approach it uh, from his perspective. Christopher Nolan, uh, love him or hate him, has a very particular way he makes movies, and that isn't how they're making Bond movies right now. That being said... Uh, when Daniel Craig is done, I can see Christopher Nolan coming in and kind of setting his own, uh, setting a new direction for a Bond movie or a Bond universe uh, for future films to go. So, interesting comments from Christopher Nolan. We'll see how many more movies Daniel Craig does, and then I bet, if I was a betting man, I, I would say you might see Christopher Nolan pop up as director in the next three, six, seven years. I think that could be a very interesting Bond movie. Our next story... Wonder Woman 2, set in the 80s, and I do have to mention, there are some spoilers regarding the first Wonder Woman in here, so if you don't want anything uh, potentially spoiled about the first Wonder Woman movie, you should probably skip ahead three or four minutes. Um, this story also comes over from ScreenRant.com, it's a little bit lengthy, so I'm going to just read it directly from the article. According to the production details, ScreenRant has learned 
The story of Wonder Woman 2 will be another historical adventure prior to the modern-day DC Cinematic Universe. Set during the 1980s, the film will send Diana against the forces of Soviet Union in the closing days of the Cold War. The production team is expected to remain on board for the sequel, with confirmation that Jeff Johns is developing Wonder Woman 2's script with Patty Jenkins, who is still in negotiations with all evidence and word of mouth pointing to her return once the contracts are signed. As fans use their imagination to picture the sequel, the last detail may be the biggest relief. The report also confirms that Chris Pine will be returning, once again acting as Diana's ally Steve Trevor. Exactly how that's possible, given the conclusion of his story in Wonder Woman, may be the real question moving forward. From a marketing standpoint, the decisions all make complete sense. Across the critical and commercial acclaim heaped on Patty Jenkins' film, the chemistry between Gal Gadot and Chris Pine was one of the most praised aspects, tinged with the fact that one glimpse may be all audiences ever get. On one hand, the winning combination of Steve Trevor and Diana make his sacrifice in the movie's final act all the more meaningful for Diana's character in Batman vs. Superman and beyond. On the other hand, it's the kind of formula movie studios tend to pursue at all costs, even ones in less critical hot water than DC films. It's a very interesting story um, that's developing. Uh, we're going to continue to get very uh, scattered word of mouth on this movie for the next couple years until we start getting any solid information, until we start seeing trailers and set photos and that kind of stuff. Um, it doesn't make se or it does, doesn't surprise me that Warner Brothers is kind of going full steam ahead on Wonder Woman, considering uh, Wonder Woman, the most recent Wonder Woman movie, it's hugely successful. Of the four movies in the DC Cinematic Universe, it is the most successful one as of today. Um, and continues to make money at the box office. So, of course, they're moving forward with a sequel. Of course, um, as the article and other people have pointed out, uh, moving the setting to the 1980s into the Soviet, uh, the Cold War battling the Soviet Union, I think it makes sense from the standpoint that if you move her into World War II, you start drawing direct comparisons between Captain America and Wonder Woman, and you don't want to do that. So that doesn't make sense. Um, but also, you can have fun with a more... Uh, but closer to modern day setting, still almost 40 years ago, uh, but a closer to modern day setting, what Diana is like in that setting, uh, how she grows with the world um, from her time during World War One. So I think for all those reasons, that setting makes sense. Um, that approach to the movie makes sense. Uh, they're kind of following the same formula they did with Wonder Woman, uh, the first one, but tweaking it a little and adding some interesting flavor. The only part of it I question is bringing back Chris Pine. Um, granted, I really liked his character in the first movie. Steve Trevor's a great character. He's a great guy. I love his chemistry with Gal Gadot. Um, the only problem I have is how do you logically bring him back? What excuse could you have to bring him back? I guess you could bring him back you know, in flashbacks. I guess you could bring him back like that. But is that enough? Right? What's the point of really bringing him back or even saying that you're bringing him back at that point? Anyway, there's a lot of questions surrounding that. Uh, from a marketing standpoint, it makes sense, though. Chris Trevor and Diana Ross, that chemistry, those characters, that is one of the major successful things in Wonder Woman. Of course, they want to bring that back. Um, so, interesting story. It's all rumors at this point. Uh, Screen Rant you know, was able to get details, but they don't give a lot of... Uh, a lot more than that and again this movie is at least three years out so a lot of these details could change over time 
But anyway, exciting to see where the Wonder Woman sequel might be headed next. Alright, let's get to some quick hits. Alright, Thor Ragnarok comes out this November. Interesting story here, the word Ragnarok is not a familiar term in Japan, so the next Marvel movie, Thor Ragnarok, has been retitled Thor Battle Royale. Um, I kind of like that, Thor Battle Royale. And based on the few trailers and clips we've seen, it looks like Thor will be doing a lot of uh, gladiator-style combat in this movie. Um, if you don't know what I mean, go check out the trailer. Very interesting title change there. Makes sense, though. Uh, Bojack Horseman? Or Horseman? Yeah, Horseman. Horseman. I can't talk. Bojack Horseman Season 4 has been confirmed by Netflix to be coming out on September 8th. If you're a BoJack fan, congratulations. Four seasons on its way. Uh, also, if you are a Hulu user, you can now subscribe to HBO and Cinemax directly through Hulu. Uh, so you can get a lot of TV shows, get your Game of Thrones on, uh, directly from the Hulu app if you choose to go that route. So Hulu expanding its uh, subscription offerings. Very interesting. Uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm Season 9 premieres October 10th. So if you're a Curb Your Enthusiasm fan, Season 9, October 10th. And finally, for our quick hits, Fast and Furious could go to outer space. <laughs> Director F. Gary Gray recently had this to say on the topic. Quote, outer space? Listen, I wouldn't rule out anything with this franchise. When I read Submarine, I'm like, okay, anything's possible. You never know. I haven't read... I haven't read Doms on Mars yet, but again, you just never know. Um, <laughs> I don't even know if director F. Gary Gray has been confirmed for the ninth Fast and Furious movie. Wouldn't surprise me. He did a pretty good job with the eighth one. Uh, but I love his candor and his openness there. He's like, look, this, this franchise is crazy. It's ridiculous. Anything can happen. We might end up in outer space. Who knows? Um, I, for one, would love to see this... <laughs> This franchise go to outer space. Uh, I mean, you have to you have to go there eventually, right? I mean, you look at Jason X or Jason Ten took place in outer space. If you're around long enough in film franchises, you go to outer space. James Bond did it too. So I mean, it you know the Marvel movies might end up in outer space sooner or later. Who knows? Anyway, that's it for our quick hits. That's it for our movie news. Next, let's go to the weekend wrap up. Okay, time for the weekend wrap-up. I was so close, guys. I really was. I was uh, oh, so close. Got four of the top five right. So, last week I got all of them right. This week, almost got all of them right. As anybody <laughs> paying attention would have guessed, Spider-Man Homecoming was the number one movie at the box office. It grossed $117 million. Uh, I read that it made over $250 million worldwide. It is the most successful uh, first Marvel movie for a character. So like Iron Man, Captain America, Thor, their, their first movies, the first Guardians of the Galaxy. Spider-Man Homecoming is the most uh, a character has made premiering in a Marvel movie. How's that? Their own solo movie. So um, it is going to make a lot more money in the coming weeks, no doubt. Uh, arguably could become the, the most successful first solo movie uh, for a character. Um, Spider-Man's huge. I mean, I'm not a Marvel guy. I'm a DC guy. Uh, 
So we're the DC cinematic universe is hurting a little bit, but I love Batman. I love the DC universe. But but that said, Spider Man is one of the only Marvel characters that even as a DC guy I would still follow and read and be very interested in. Spider Man's a great character. A lot of places they can go. Uh Spider Man Homecoming, if you didn't listen to Friday's episode, uh my brother and I thought it was great. We think it's it's one of the best, if not the best, Spider Man movie and top five in the Marvel universe for sure. Uh if you haven't checked it out yet, Go check it out. It's worth your time if you're into that those type of movies. Uh, like I predicted, number two at the box office was Despicable Me 3, coming in with $33.5 million. That's just over a 50% drop-off from last week. That isn't great, but it's not terrible either. Uh, to date, it's made or close to $150 million. Um, so it's it's doubled its budget at this point. Uh, what we're seeing, though, is that Despicable Me, like a lot of sequels, it's starting to... Uh, people are less interested in it than they were for the sequels, right? Um, so there, there, it is not making quite as much money as the previous Despicable Me movies, still making a respectable amount of money. At number three, also like I predicted, Baby Driver has $13 million at the box office. Um, that's about a 37% drop-off, which isn't bad in its second week, especially for a movie. Uh, it really didn't have a good, a great marketing push into the last couple weeks. There's a lot of people I've talked to who have no idea what I'm talking about when I talk about Baby Driver. Um, it's a really good movie. It's a great movie. One of the better movies that I saw this summer and probably will see this year. Uh, to date, it's made $57 million in its first two weeks. Uh, it will probably end up being Edgar Wright, the director's most successful movie financially. Uh, and there's rumors that they might make a sequel to it. If you haven't checked that out, I encourage you to check it out. Holding strong at number four, like I predicted, is Wonder Woman. Number four at the box office, again in its second, uh, second, its sixth week, excuse me. Um, just under $10 million at the box office. Uh, this weekend, which is great for a movie in its sixth week. It has a grand total of $368 million at the domestic box office. Um, I, I, if you haven't seen this movie, go see this movie. There's no reason not to. There are some great movies in theaters. Go see it. Wonder Woman, though, like I thought it would when I first started the show and when I first saw Wonder Woman, has legs. It's holding out. Here's where I screwed up. And it was so close. It was really close. At number five, Transformers The Last Night, $6,376,000, right? Uh, I predicted Cars 3, which came in sixth at $5,382,000. So less than a million dollars difference between those two movies. It was very close. Uh, Transformers The Last Night continues to be extremely underwhelming uh, at the box office. It dropped 62% from last week, and last week it didn't make a lot of money either. It has a total gross of 118, almost $119 million. Here's the kicker. It costs $217 million to make. It hasn't even made its money back yet at the box office. Um, I think we've seen that that's it for Transformers, uh, at least in Michael Bay's kind of approach with him directing. Anyway, that is the weekend wrap-up. I got four out of five correct. Not bad. Not bad at all. Normally on Mondays we have the segment Movies I Saw This Weekend. Um, we're not doing that because on Friday's episode I told you the movie I saw this weekend. I saw Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh, I also mentioned last week the movie A Ghost Story. 
I have not gotten around to see that yet. I'm hoping to this week at some point. So when I see that movie, I will let you know on the show what I thought of it. Uh, but seriously, if you haven't seen Spider-Man Homecoming, it is one of the better Marvel Universe movies. It is probably the best Spider-Man movie. It's really charming. It's really fun. It's got some good action scenes. Um, it is worth your time. So if you're looking for a movie this week to see... Go see Spider-Man Homecoming, or any one of the other movies, Baby Driver, Wonder Woman. Um, there's some great movies in theaters right now. Go check them out. Anyway, that is it for movies and stuff. July 10th, 2017. I've been your host, Robert Yates. Thank you so much for all the support you've been giving this show and this channel. Um, if you want to be a part of the show, please download the Anchor app. Call, use the call-in feature and call into movies and stuff. Tell me uh, what you thought of the movies you saw last weekend. Tell me what you think of the show. Tell me segment ideas you have or things you think uh, I could do better. Constructive criticism is great. This isn't just a show for me. It's a show for you. It's a show for all of us so that we can talk about movies and stuff. Um, if calling in isn't your type of thing, you don't want your voice in the show, that's fine. Email me at my email, themoviesandstuff at gmail.com. That's uh, the movies and stuff at gmail.com. Uh, I check that before every episode. So if you want to write in there uh, with any anything, anything like uh, you would call in, feel free to do that. I'll uh, incorporate it whenever I can into the show. Anyway, thank you so much for being uh, so supportive. Um, thank you so much for just everything. Thank you for being here. Uh, I love movies. I love talking about them. That's what this show is all about. Anyway, that's Movies and Stuff for July 10th, 2017. I will be back here tomorrow with more movie news for you. Until next time, take it easy, guys. Go see a movie.